Hello and welcome to Finance Conversations. This is the 42nd episode of the Merging Life and Money Show, and I am super excited to be here today. For those of you who do not know me, I am your host, Marie-Jo César. I help professional women bridging the gap between life and money by acquiring and applying the relevant skills and knowledge they need to take control of their money, manage their finances, and understand that they can live their best life with the money they have. Thank you for joining in today. If you are watching the replay, make sure to type hashtag replay in the chat and leave me some comments and questions. Welcome, welcome, and welcome. I come to you live every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time to share valuable information about how to achieve financial wellness and live your life with means and meaning. Today, my guest, uh, Eric Dudley and I, uh, will be talking about a simple yet rewarding investment approach called the three-fund portfolio. Eric Dudley, my guest, is an experienced holistic financial advisor and an independent financial, sorry, an independent financial advisor as well, specializing in retirement planning, investing solution, and life insurance. He is a founder and president of Dudley Financial Group, and one of Dudley's financial group's main goal is to help their clients build their best tomorrow while protecting them today. Welcome, Eric, to the Merging Life and Money Show. And welcome, followers and listeners. Thanks for joining in today. So grab a pen and a notebook as you might want to take some notes today uh, and discuss them and share them further with family members, friends, and colleagues. Remember, it's all about sharing values that could benefit others. So if you have any questions or comments, make sure to put them in the chat. And as I mentioned a few moments ago, we will be looking at a, an investment strategy called the three-fund portfolio. So if you want um, an, uh, an to uncomplicate investing, a three-fund portfolio approach can be a simple way to grow wealth over time. So tell me, Eric, uh, what is a three-fund portfolio? Well, um, thanks for having me today. Um, a three-fund portfolio is a very basic way uh, to start investing for beginners. Uh, it's, um, it's, it's, it's simple, but it can be powerful because it will allow you to be able to diversify and, uh, be able to invest in several different things to be, to give you some protection, uh, just in case the markets go in a different direction. Okay. So you said that, um, it's made of various components. Mm-hmm. Yeah, could you could you tell us more about those components? Yes, um, there's there's three components to it. Uh, the first one is going to be U.S. stocks. Uh, the second one is going to be U.S. bonds, and the third one is going to be international funds, which will be equities or stocks. Um, by doing that, uh, if things are not going as well in the U.S. markets, you will have uh, international funds that will help you. If if both of the equities are not doing well, usually the bonds will pick up. And yeah. so that way you have diversity. Now, when I say stocks, I don't mean 
you know, just one individual stock. Okay. Um, you know, you don't want to go out and just say, oh, well, I really like Nike shoes. And so I'm going to get Nike and that'll cover my U.S. stocks. Mm-hmm. No, we are talking about an investment fund, uh, which is called an indexed fund. Okay. Now, what is an index? Yeah, I was just about to ask you. Right. You're using some, um, some words that my audience may not be familiar with. Right. So today, I mean, right now would be a good opportunity uh, for them, uh, for you to tell them a little bit more because I am urging uh, my, uh, my followers to take the rest of the year to reflect on what they have done for 2021 and turn a leaf or get a new book altogether for 2022. So investing is one thing that I uh, urge them to take a look at. And it is quite timely um, that uh, you are you, you have decided to talk about this very simple investment approach. So tell us more about index funds. Okay. Well, uh, index fund, if you've ever watched any business show, they will talk about how the stock market's doing each day, and they will give you certain names like the S&P 500, the Dow, the Dow, um, the uh, NASDAQ, the right. Russell 2000. Uh, each one of those are index funds. It means that there's a group of, of stocks that are all involved in that company. For instance, with the S&P 500, there are 500 companies that are involved in that. The Russell 2000, there are 2,000 different companies that are all invested in that fund. Um, Each one of them have their own specific genre. Uh, For instance, with the Dow Jones, uh, there's 30 companies and they're basically uh, really large companies that you've heard heard about for generations. Um, If you go to the NASDAQ, for instance, it's almost all technical stocks. Mm -hmm. So it's all of the new tech stocks that have been around for the last you know, 25, 35 years, something like that, that would all be on there. Um, Russell 2000 would be smaller companies, uh, whereas the S&P 500 would be more larger companies, at least mid-sized companies. So they all have their own uh, little, uh, 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 you know, uh, a niche for, for types of companies that they have, but they're all indexes. So that means if one company does really badly, that doesn't mean it's going to sink your whole ship because they have a lot of other companies to keep it up. So uh, is that what you would call asset allocation? Well, the asset allocation would be the stocks that we're having here. And then we're going to go to also to bonds, which is also a different allocation. So, so the same thing is true about bonds. We're going to get into an index fund for bonds. And then we'll do the same thing for our for our international stocks. So, so by doing that, you have now three different types of asset allocations. Mm-hmm. You have U.S. stocks, U.S. bonds, and international funds. So basically, what you're saying to me. So are they uh, when you do such uh, when you use such an approach or such such a model? Um, do you use um, mutual fund or do you use uh, stocks? Well, you can. You can use mutual funds uh, to, uh, to, to be able to get into them. Um, what I would suggest, and, uh, and I was going to talk about this later, but that's fine. Um, okay. what you just go to different uh, sites. You know, you can use TD Ameritrade or Vanguard or... or okay, let, let, us not get in, let us not get into it right now because I don't, I don't want to break your, your flow there. Okay. Because, but, uh, when we talk about the stocks and the bonds... You know, it's this thing called diversification. It's this thing called 
Um, you know, also asset allocation, which is uh, the, the 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 backbone, if you will, of investing, mm-hmm. um, because that's that's how the the money is made. You know, by mm-hmm. having a proper relevant uh, asset allocation. So um, now that you mention the various um, the fact that uh, index funds are used, um, so tell me uh, what are the benefits of this type of investment strategy? Well, one of them is, of course, you're trying to, one of one of the biggest things about investing is that you don't want to go into an investment and thinking I might lose it all. Okay. Uh, you want to feel, feel like, Hey, um, if, if one stock does badly, then you're not going to go down the drain. And so by having indexed funds, you know, that there, there are losses in, in the portfolio, um, then there are gains because some companies will do really well and other companies might do poorly. Now, this is not a super aggressive uh, way of uh, investing. You know, I think a lot of times uh, young people today are hearing these astronomical returns that you get from things like cryptocurrency and uh, and things like that. And, and they think, well, that's just the norm. It's it's not the norm. And and. Any time that you have an investment that can go up by 60% in six months, um, it can go down by 60% in six months, too. Um, so index funds are much more conservative. Uh, they will consistently, historically speaking, um, go up slowly, then have draw drawdowns, and then they'll go back up. Uh, because the companies, of course, um, are you know reaching new plateaus all the time. Um, and um, one of the other things about index funds is that they, they do give you natural diversification because of that. You know, you have so many companies uh, um, allotted there that you can protect yourself. So uh, you do have a chance to make good returns, uh, solid returns, not flashy or sexy returns, but solid returns. And uh, you give yourself some some downside protection, which is which is really important. Uh, another thing about index funds is um, it's extremely low cost to get into. Uh, that's one of the things a lot yeah, of do it yourself. This was going to be my next question to you because when you talk about all these funds and these stocks and people may think that, okay, um, how much is this going to cost me? Mm-hmm. So yeah. uh, so let tell us, tell us more about the cost of investing or having such a portfolio? Well, okay. For instance, if you were to ask a financial advisor to manage your fund, you might pay a 1% fee. That's a pretty standard 1% fee um, for people to manage your portfolio. Now, if you do it yourself um, and you do it through, for instance, Vanguard, which is extremely inexpensive, um, you might pay a 0.03 expense fee. Uh, which means you're you're saving 97% on the fee. Uh, it's a fantastic uh, savings, uh, and to be able to actually be in these um, uh, index funds, be able to see some uh, good good results, um, and uh, and pay almost nothing because you know you're doing the work and you don't want to pay too much for it. Yeah, and um, wait, so it is um, easy. You could easily access those funds, from what I hear, or, or stock, whatever you decide to put in that portfolio. And not only that, but they are also very cost-effective. Mm-hmm. Um, so tell me about um, 
how do you follow? Because when you start your portfolio, you would start with a certain percentage in a certain type of asset. Let's say, you know, a percent of uh, in, 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 in a stock, a percent in bonds, and you mentioned uh, international stocks as well. So in a portion in that, if you wanted to, right? So mm-hmm. let me make sure that people understand that we're talking about U.S. in particular, U.S. bond and U.S. Um, uh, equities, and uh, a third leg, which is which will be international uh, stock or funds, right? So how do you maintain, because with the fluctuation of the market, uh, let's say I started with 40% of, 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 uh, of equity, equity in my portfolio. Uh, with the ups and downs, that 40% is not static. So um, how do uh, how do can you explain to the audience what they ought to do to remain in the initial asset allocation that they chose? Okay. Um, yeah, that's a very good question. Uh, well, basically, there's three aspects to, to figuring out how you're going to divide those three um, portions out. Mm-hmm. Um, there's age, there's time, and there's risk tolerance. Okay. So age, you know, how old a person is. If a person is in their mid-20s, uh, they have time to ride out some bad times in the stock market. Uh, if you were 23 years old in 2007, mm-hmm. uh, you were not really that worried about the whole stock market going down. Okay. Because you know what? The stock market goes down. I don't have a ton of money in the market. Um, and guess what? Right after the stock market went down, it's gone up for 13 straight years. So if you were consistent and just never pulled the money out, then you've made a pretty good return. Um, If on the other hand, a person was 65 years old uh, and in the same situation, they might have a lot of money in those funds. They might actually be drawing out the money for their retirement. They don't want to see their stock market portfolio cut in half during that time. It will scare scare them to death. <laughs> it might, it might wind up giving them a health issue. <laughs> so, so it's a very, there's a big difference between age. And of course, time means uh, basically a similar thing. Uh, how much time do you have until you want to start using the money? So if you're 45 and you think that you want to retire when you're 60, well, you have 15 years. If you're, let's just say 50 but you don't think you want to retire until you're 75. Well, okay, you've got 25 years. Okay. Right. So you're considering how many years until retirement you want to be able to invest. Okay. And that's invest without pulling out money. Right. And then of course, the third one is risk tolerance. Everybody is different. Okay. Some people can live with a little more, you know, of the roller coaster action that happens when investing and they're totally fine with it. They're, they don't get anxiety about it. They don't have to check it every day. They just, they just trust and believe and then they're, they're okay. Other people, well, that might cause them a lot of sleepless nights. So you have to know who you are as well. And there's, there's all sorts of risk uh, tolerance questions that can be asked. And if you answer them correctly um, and honestly, then you'll be able to figure out exactly where you fall in that. Um, uh, okay. okay. So well, before, you, before you get too, too far um, with that, I just want to, to recap as we speak. Uh, so basically what you're saying is that 
um, in order to uh, build your portfolio, there are some key elements that you must take into consideration. Your time horizon and retirement, in this case, uh, you'll be if that's what you're looking at, you'll be looking at your time horizon to retirement. So this will indicate your age, clearly. And it's not because that you are retired or about to retire that you would totally remove, uh, let's say, equity out of your portfolio. Uh, again, it is going to be based on your current lifestyle, um, your plans for the future, I assume, and um, and how much longer uh, you are prepared to tolerate the ups and downs of the market. And as I, I, I always tell people, like, um, don't get into it if you're going to get palpitation of the heart, yes. because you, you may not live to see to benefit, you know, the the high the, the highs of the market when it when it did happen. So um, that's really uh, good to know. So uh, there are some a few little rules, you know, and understanding. Once people educate themselves, they will totally understand that it is not as complicated as it appears. So now that you uh, basically that's something you explain that that is a portfolio that you build. So how much stocks to bonds do you have to have? And I know it's a magic formula since you just explained that um, a lot of it is based on individuals, you know, the time horizon, et cetera, et cetera. However, is there anything that you could tell us about? Uh, is it um, the ratio bond to, to, to uh, stocks that one must have in their portfolio? Well, um, th- that's a good question. And, and th- a general rule of thumb, it would be that you take the number 110 and you subtract your age from 110. So if a person is 30, you subtract 30 from 110, that leaves you 80. And that is how much stock you should have as opposed to 20% bonds for your portfolio. Now, mm-hmm. if the person was 50, then you subtract it from 110 and that would leave you with 60% for stocks. And then of course the rest would be in bonds, 60, 40. Mm-hmm. Now this can be changed. If a person is more aggressive, according to their risk por- portfolio, you might mm-hmm. want to say, Hey, I'm 50, but you know what? I am okay with a little more risk and I want some more returns. So since, since stocks usually give you better returns, you might say, okay, I'm not going to go 60, 40. I'm instead going to go 70, 30, 75, 25. It's up to you. Okay. Because everybody's different, but that 110 minus your age is just a general place to, to kind of start from. Okay. Well, that's um, that, that's good to know that there could be some, uh, you know, very uh, loose uh, guidelines there. And um, so I, I, I almost wanted to laugh and say, well, if you're 110, don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> don't worry about having any stocks in your portfolio, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so good. So... Now that you explain uh, what makes up that portfolio, the, the three fund portfolio, could you tell us a little bit about where we can go to uh, purchase those funds? One of the great things about living today, I mean, it, it really is amazing. You can go on so many platforms and be able to pick out these funds just so easily. Every one of them, whether it's Fidelity, 
or Vanguard or wherever you go, uh, they will have an index uh, fund that they have designated at, at that site. Okay, for instance, with Vanguard, they're going to they're going to have an S and P five hundred fund, and all that means is that whatever the S and P five hundred does that day, if it goes up two percent, then your fund went up two percent. If it goes down three percent, then your fund went down three percent. Okay, I mean it is completely correlated exactly to whatever the index does. And so you can find those funds easily. It's, as a matter of fact, one of the first ones that they show you. Okay. And it's extremely, at Vanguard, extremely popular to use the NASDAQ ones, the, the S&P 500 ones, the uh, Russell 2000 ones. They're very popular. Um, and the same thing can be said for bonds. Okay. You can go into uh, whatever bonds you want to purchase and be able to to get an, a, an index fund for your bonds in the same way. And then with international funds, the same way. You just go into this uh, these platforms and it's one of the first things that you'll see. And, and it'll just say uh, the index funds are right there. It'll have a, uh, a small ticker sign of what mm-hmm. you'll be able to actually say. And you just put in the percentage that you've already decided for. And it'll make your three, uh, a three fund portfolio pretty quickly. Okay. So that is very, very uh, good information here. I just want to ask one, one, one question. Uh, a lot is being spoken about cryptocurrency. Mm-hmm. Okay, so would cryptocurrency even feature in a three-fund portfolio? Well, I think that uh, cryptocurrency has a lot of potential, and I'm not going to say something bad about it, okay, because yeah. – there are too many people are making a lot of money from it, um, but it also would would scare me to death that that was the uh, part of your retirement plan because you don't know where it's going to go. It could go way way up, or it could go to absolute zero. There are there are countries that are actually wanting to ban it. Um, so what I would say uh, with cryptocurrency is this: uh, you know, if you have an extra five percent of your income that you but you just say, you know what? I don't need this. I, you know, I, it's not, it's not something if I lost it all, I wouldn't be that concerned about it. And then, you know, put it on cryptocurrency or whatever speculative investment you believe in. So, and, and if you did lose it all, just understand, sure, you lost a little bit of money, but you were thinking that you might hit a home run and that might be worth it. Who knows? You might hit a home run. So, so that's the way I would look at it. I would definitely stick with the more conservative plans for your actual retirement because you you don't want to be one of these people who are hoping to hit the lotto to be able to retire someday. Right. So basically, what I'm hearing is unless you are prepared to lose that uh, disposable income, uh, do not use it on crypto. I just would be really careful. You know, yeah. just okay. make sure well, you're willing to lose the money. Yeah, that, that's, that's good information because um, sometimes, um, you know, it's a whole effect of not putting all your eggs in one basket. And, um, you know, by doing the three-fund portfolio, you're doing yourself, you're doing right by, you know, by uh, understanding um, uh, what you should be doing um, in an easy fashion. And we're talking about do it yourself. So, and I always tell people, uh, give yourself uh, a gift. And 
you know, learn how to, the basics of investing, because it is not uh, rocket science, you know, uh, it's a matter of understanding how this works. And <clears throat> you don't need to, um, sorry, get involved in the esoteric type of um, uh, investment options, uh, like, um, you know, commodities and uh, hedge funds and, and crypto, things of the like. And you could start a little bit at a time, educate yourself, and apply uh, what we just discussed. Mm -hmm. So, um, which is a good segue uh, for me to just do a quick recap of what we discussed uh, for the past, we've been discussing over the past 25 minutes. It's about um, the three-fund portfolio, which is a very simple and rewarding uh, investment strategy uh, that, uh, so Eric explained uh, what it is, what it is made of, and the main uh, what you should consider uh, when uh, you decide to and and to you decide to get involved in the three fund portfolio, and uh, he explained the benefit of this type of investing, and he also talked about how to build such a portfolio. So before I forget, Eric, thank you very much for um, for the show today, and could you tell the audience? how they can contact you. So I am, I have your information, so I'm going to show it as well. Um, so if you could just uh, tell them, I don't, I don't think I have your phone number on there, but you, you may want to, to do that. My phone number is at my website, dudleyfinancialgroup.com. Uh, you can set up uh, an appointment with me in the upper left-hand corner, or you can just put the contact information in there and I will contact you. Uh, and uh, my phone number is at the website, like I said. So you can contact me through there, or I'm also on LinkedIn. Great. And um, thank you, Eric, for your awesome contribution to the show today. Uh, we will meet again next month, next year, that is, with another great topic. And our date for next month would be the 20th of January, 2022. So hopefully uh, the audience would have um, uh, taken a look at this, uh, this, this show today and start building their three fun portfolio. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Eric. Happy holidays to you and yours. And it's a pleasure to be associated with you. Thanks, um, MJ. And a happy new year as well when it gets there. Thank you too, MJ. Okay. Uh, for more information about how to achieve financial wellness from the inside out and live a purposeful life with the money you have, join me next week, Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 9 p.m. Atlantic Time for my Bermuda Pips, 10 a.m. Friday, Brisbane, Australia Time for my Australian friends. Thank you for being here today on the Merging Life and Money Show. I am your host, Marie-Jo César. I will be back again next week. Until then, continue merging life and money. Bye for now.